0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and
1: pre-sales to select Campus miss events while supplies last, make every tap
2: music to your ears.
3: Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish?
1: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports
3: Radio, Lavar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here and coming up on this Thursday edition, no Brady Quinn, but we've got you covered because we got NFL football in action coming up later on tonight. We're going to get into all of the Hall of Fame game coverage that we've got for you and some people on this show are more excited than others. We're also going to hear from Albert Breer about the latest on Deshaun Watson and how that whole fiasco is playing out. We've got quarterbacks commenting on other quarterbacks potentially taking their spot we've got another edition of would you rather we got in case you missed it and we got the scraps it's all yours coming up next here on a thursday two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio
2: now let's get this party started. you're listening to fox sports radio
3: yeah rock man what's up sticks Two pros and a cup of Joe, oh, Fox up, Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. Can you feel it, Sticks? All right, uh, and be careful when you answer Ooh. that. Uh, it is uh, It is the first football I game of the season. I literally can
0: feel it, man. Yeah. How's your foot, by the way? Sore. Yeah. But I can feel it. Well, I mean, that's good. In news. the air this morning. <laughs> oh,
3: Lord. Are you jacked up, man? We got football back. I know it's a Hall of Fame game, and some people
0: are going to Yeah, I mean, you just keep it. coming with all of the sayings right now, aren't you? Come on, aren't you fine? One fired line up? zingers, yeah. baby.
3: Aren't you fired? Aren't you, aren't you jacked to the gills, Sticks? <laughs> get those hammers out, Sticks. Hammers! <laughs> uh, yeah, we, do have, uh, we do have some preseason football coming up later on tonight. Uh, and That'll be fun for about uh, half a quarter, and then everyone will lose interest. But the fact of the matter is, football's back. It's the first real game of the year, and so everybody's uh, real excited about that. So we are going to get into that discussion for you here on FSR. And by the way, if you're wondering why we asked for, about Lavar's foot, if you missed it, um, a little bit of a, uh, what do we call it, a blocking sled uh, Not a little
0: bit of a five-man blocking sled. And it got hit, you know, he, he, I told the dude, I said, listen, you need to hit this harder than that. You're not hitting it hard enough. You're hitting it like it's real soft. The, 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 the five-man is hitting you. You're not hitting it. I was like, you hit that thing. You hit it. He hit it. And I was like, you hit it. <laughs>
3: right over there oh."
0: Hey, knocked that bad boy onto my foot, man. Yeah, well, he picked it up and he dropped it, and it dropped right on my foot.
3: Well, listen, uh, you know, we—I uh, I think you're going to recover. Like you're going to recover nicely. Yeah, you had at least you didn't have your slides on. If you had your slides on, we'd be talking a whole nother
0: conversation. You might, here. Yeah, I mean, I, I had on some some nope nokas, the high says hokas 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 yeah, and and it's it wasn't wasn't much different. I'll tell you that.
3: Yeah. So, uh, so, much so that, is the, uh, that is the update on the foot. Um, we will get more of an update on that. I mean, by the but way. But that's
0: okay because when you get it dropped on your foot on these types of days, it works out real well for you, man. That's um, all I'm going to tell you.
3: So, uh, so yeah. And by the way, the, the uh, House LeVar's foot segment is uh, Rex Ryan's favorite for anybody yeah. who's interested uh, in and yeah. who listens to this program. So uh, we venture away from that to, uh, to another conversation that continues on here in the world of sports and in the world of football. If you thought the Deshaun Watson story was over with – No, it's it's definitely not. Uh, The NFL made its move. Not a surprise. The NFL is appealing the six-game suspension that was handed out and recommended by Judge Sue L. Robinson a couple of days ago. Uh, And the NFL is reportedly seeking a one-year ban. Roger Goodell can now decide whether he or someone he appoints will hear the appeal. And there's also a report that the league is seeking a fine and also – Treatment That Deshaun Watson must undergo as part of this uh, this new appeal process. So now we've got uh, money that's involved. We've got treatment that's involved, both of which I think were uh, we had talked about at that time when the decision came out, it was well. So he didn't get fined anything. And there's no recommendation for him seeking some help for whatever issue he's got. Uh, But as, as the world turns in the world of Deshaun Watson, and now we get to wait to see how this whole thing drags out.
0: Yeah, and I mean, again, I, I, I wish Q was on the show. No offense, uh, Jeez. Jonas, but I wish he was here to, to give some context because, to me, my first thought is, again, you hired this lady to do a job. She's a former judge. You hired her to do a job. You didn't like the job that she did with her recommendation. And, and, and I guess the more I understand the fact that she's not an arbiter – which I think is more of of an official capacity of making a decision, I believe. Then, if that's the case, if you want to appeal, I'm not as I'm not as taken back by it as as I would have been if this was like a true arbitration. With that being said, something of this magnitude, when you appoint somebody to cover this, to do this, to 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 give the recommendation, then to me, to me, you run with what it is that they did. If you're using it and then you come back over it and you're like, nah, we didn't like that decision. Like, that's not what what this should be. It should be a harsher penalty for whatever reasons. I don't care if it's giving in to public opinion. I don't care if you internally didn't like it. I don't care which one it is. If If you come over top of it, and you yield your, your judgment over it through the appeals, at which it's going to go through Roger Goodell if he so chooses to, or he may appoint somebody, I believe, to, to do it, which if you're going to appoint somebody else, that, that seems to me, um, I think both kind of are, are off to me. It's like if you're going to appoint somebody, it's like, what, are you going to keep appealing and appointing somebody until they give the type of harsh judgment? Or I'm not even going to say harsh, just the judgment that you want. Are you going to keep appealing and appointing until you get the judgment that you want? I don't know how many numbers there are on appeals. Or are you going to now step in and you're going to give the judgment that you want and that solely is what you wanted? in terms of you as a league, um, you as Roger Goodell. I just, for me, I, I understand that there's an outcry. I understand that you have a, a high percentage. I believe I heard 40% um, women that are, are, are fans of the game. But in knowing all of those things, you made that decision in the first place. And if you're going to make that decision in the first place, then you wrap with the decision of the person that you hired, because that's saying to me that you don't feel like there was a high enough competency level for the person that you had give the recommendation. So, even in knowing that they wanted to do a harsher punishment, and whether you agree or not, taking taking out the personal side of it, like the personal side of me felt like that's like you, the dude just got rewarded, and so did the Cleveland Browns. But that's what the decision was. And she took, what, like two weeks, two and a half, three weeks to make the decision? She yeah, took wow. a while. Yeah. She took a while. So, I, uh, you know, I, I think we – like you said, I think we all knew they had to appeal it because it just seemed like it was a simple six-game slap on the wrist. But that was what she – she went through her process and she went through her information and she made her recommendation based off of what her information was. If you didn't like it, you know, then deal with it. But that's not the case here. They, they decided to appeal it. And it'll be interesting to see. It does sound right. Like, if if it's a year suspension, that sounds right. A lot of people are making the argument that, oh, he already did a year uh, time served. He already did a year suspension. No, he didn't. Yeah, I
3: agree. You
0: are are unaware, you are ignorant in your understanding of what took place if you're trying to say it's time served. Because it was not time served. He was not officially suspended. And he got paid. And he got paid. and And he made the decision. He made the decision. So now you're talking about in, in in a situation where he's dictating the entire time. He dictated if he was going to play in Houston. He's dictated if he's going to get a major contract. He's dictated if that major contract is fully uh, guaranteed. So, I mean, that that's not time served. So, I mean, it's, it's he's going – I mean, and to get therapy and to have fines connected to it, I mean, I think that that's right, but that's my opinion.
3: See, do you think if there was a fine attached to the six games that there would have been less of an outcry? Because I do. I, I think money is an underlying factor here because people still go, and we talked about it at the time, the Cleveland Browns made this worse per se in the fact that they gave him a $230 million record-setting guaranteed contract. And the way the contract was structured, he was barely going to lose anything this season. And so you look at, okay, him not playing the first six games costs him how much? And he's still going to make, what, $45 million plus this season? Had the judge come out and said six games – And some sort of a fine, whatever that number is, a million dollars, two million, like whatever that number is, I think there would have been less blowback by people in the media or less public outcry because they would have looked at that as a legitimate punishment because you would have added a financial element to it. The fact that it was just six games flat and then on top of that, you read into the details of what his contract looks like this year. I think that's partly where, where some of this became an issue. And there's been some speculation that there would be some sort of a uh, – they would come to terms on a deal. The NFL is seeking a full year, and uh, the NFLPA and, and Deshaun Watson are, are pushing back on that. And they're, they've already said, well, we're going to sue the NFL. The problem is, if you take that route – One of these speculations out there is that it could really push this thing back a long time. And it could take a long time for this thing to get finalized, which means it could lead into next year. And if it bleeds into next year, he's really going to take a hit financially.
0: So then, what happens? You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to understand what takes place. If that if that happens, are they going to keep him from playing or is he allowed to play?
3: I believe that he is technically allowed to play, but it doesn't make sense for him to go through that knowing that this will fall into next year because he's going to serve a suspension one way or another. Why not get it done with now? And that way, whatever the financial implications are, if you push this back and say you're, you accept a suspension of 8 games or 10 games or whatever it is next year, now you're really going to take a hit financially. And so it doesn't really benefit him to try and push back on this and, and say, no, 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 I, I want no games. We promised we wouldn't fight back against 6 games. Uh, we would accept whatever the decision was from the judge. And now that the NFL has said, no, 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 We're, we, we are not in this. We don't like the 6 games. We think there should be more. It just doesn't make sense from from a financial standpoint for him to push this back any further, which is why the conversation is how do they come to terms on some sort of an agreement? Like what, what is the middle ground they can find here? And there's been talks of 12 games or maybe 10 games, but the NFL wants a fine because they want him to get hit in the wallet a little bit based on the contract that was put together by the Browns, and then that's where the treatment aspect comes in on this. So I don't think he's going to get a full year, but I do think there's going to be a couple of games and some money attached to it. So
0: Well, I it, mean, that's what it's looking like, right? I yeah. mean, you're not going to hold an appeals where or file an appeal where – it doesn't pan out the way that you want it. the the the, the governing body of the entire business. It's not. It's going to end the way they want. It. It's not like oh, the NFLPA is going to say, "Well, no, you're not going to do it," or they're going to get involved with suing and this that, and the other. Like whatever it is that that's they want, that's what's going to happen because ultimately, it's their league. It's their business. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's, we should be, you know, I mean. The conclusion is there. Like, you know it's going to be either 10, 12 games or it's going to be the entire year. It sounds like they want the entire year. I don't know that there's going to be a compromise. It might be the entire year. He needs to seek help, seek therapy, and and he needs to be fined for it. Like, that's what it should have been. But y'all chose that lady to do. Y'all chose this lady. Like they she didn't walk off of the street. This was a very high profile situation and if I was giving you a conclusion, Jonas, on this, it was a terrible miss for the simple fact that now you have to appeal it and go over it and be like, "Yeah, we wanted you, Sue L." to do this the right way you let us down with your recommendation now we got to get involved that's what this comes across as.
3: yeah it's uh it the the whole i I gotta be honest with you i'm just so tired of talking about the legal side of this i'm so fed up with it and and apparently this is not going to drag out like the most recent decision from judge sue l robinson uh came out with that whatever whatever they determine is going to happen pretty quickly here, and it—they are it's a binding agreement. When they finally officially agree to it, there's no going back on it. There's no appeal after that. Once it's done, it's done. So whether he gets a full year or he gets, you know, eight to ten games and a fine and treatment attached to it, once we have our answer, then we can move the hell on and just focus on the season. So it just the, the whole thing is uh,
0: I'm focused on the season, period. Now, yeah. I, I mean, we can Talk about this scenario, but it was a miss. It was a miss, and it, it's messy. It was messy. He he made it messy. Um, this is not a mess that a towel can can clean oh, up. This, God. Is, this is one. This is one that is a little bit more in the media oh my so it's, it's more it's more figurative than more literal oh. uh, but in some cases it is a literal mess as well but oh. I, yeah yeah yes. I, get it. Oh yeah, I get it Yeah, well, unbelievable you know. just a yeah. class
3: act it yeah. is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe hammers Fox hammers. Sports Radio it's uh, LeVar Arrington Jonas Knox with you here on FSR Surprise. by the way uh, I don't know if I mentioned this at the start because we were so fired up for football Brady Quinn is not with us today he will be back on the show with us tomorrow uh so we uh, It's a two-man crew. Uh, it's Knox. It's Sticks. and We take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. We are brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how at Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. We are going to have the usuals coming up. Another edition of In Case You Missed It. We're also going to have the scraps in place of the BQ News. And we're going to have another edition of Would you? You rather a double dose, a special edition with the Hall of Fame game coming up. That'll be an hour two. Coming up next, Would
0: though.
3: We do have a uh, one player in the NFL. He's been talked about quite a bit over the past couple of years, and he is already eyeing the end of his career. We'll have that discussion for you right here on FSR.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros in a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Errington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart Radio app.
3: dot com slash sports tire rack dot com the way tire buying should be two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio lavar Arrington jonas Knox with you here on fsr you can hang out with us as always on the iheart radio app coming up in uh, about 20 minutes from now um somebody uh made not the uh the not the most intelligent decision uh, of their career we'll just put it that way uh, new start and uh, already starting off on the wrong foot so we will get to that here coming up uh, in another edition of in case you missed it uh, 20 minutes from now here on FSR so when we were talking with Albert Breer last week and I made mention of this because I didn't it, it didn't occur to me until he said it that Ezekiel Elliott is entering year seven of his career like, that he's already, I mean, he's coming up on 27 years old, we've already started to see a little bit of the wear and tear, uh, down years the past couple of seasons, um, you've made mention of it, LeVar talking about, he doesn't have that same burst when you watch him and you see him in comparison to Tony Pollard, there's just a difference in, in the pace of, of the game and at that position, and he was talking with the Athletic recently, and uh, it was kind of interesting to hear him sort of look at his career as a whole, and one one of the uh, the points that he made was uh, quote, I've been playing football 20 years. This is my seventh year. I've seen a lot of football. I don't think I need a preseason game especially with these joint practices and then he talked about some of his goals and uh, 10,000 yards is a goal of his. He's got a little bit over 2,000 to go but it's just it, it's funny because when you look at him you go, well he's been in the league seven years now and then you forget about the pounding he took before he got into the NFL Mm-hmm. And it just it just seems like since he got that deal and since he got that, that Cabo contract that we've just started to see a little bit of a steady decline. And credit to him for getting paid when he did, but it, it just feels like he's already maybe kind of seen the end is near and now he's starting to think about long-term career goals.
0: Well, he has not been the same back since since getting the, the contract that he received. Um, can he turn that around at this point in time? I think only he knows that. Uh, has Tony Pollard looked to be a more explosive running back, a more explosive play running back? Absolutely he has. Um, has he been productive? I mean, obviously his stats are, are, are still his stats – there's still a belief in him, at least from Jerry Jones, that he can be the featured guy in, in their offense. His teammates love him. So there are, a lot of, there are a lot of factors going in favor of Ezekiel Elliott where he's at. Even though an onlooker, I'm an onlooker with no type of, you know, emotions connected to what my analysis would be of him. I I just don't think he's been the same back. I don't think he's been as scary of a back. I don't think that you really have to prepare for Ezekiel Elliott when talking about, you know, who are the guys you have to stop when you play the Dallas football team. He's not – he wouldn't be the first or second name probably that is mentioned on your scouting report is he someone of note? Yes, he is because of his body of work. So you can't you can't just throw caution to the wind and looking at Ezekiel Elliott, he could he could have enough left in him to to be better. M- make no mistake about it. It's not just him. It's not just what he hasn't been capable of doing. It really comes down to what they're able to do with their offensive front, and I've told people this all along, that elite, the, the, the days of talking about an elite offensive front, uh, an offensive front that can open up big old holes and get you know get people moving downfield, all those things that you saw in what could have been an, an, a heavy all all-star loaded all- pro loaded offensive front. It is no longer that type of offensive front, and it's been that way for maybe a little while now, at least at least one or two seasons, I would say. So it's not just on Ezekiel Elliott, you know. And and so to me, all all of the conditions, all of the elements involved with him, it doesn't work to his favor, not having an offensive line. That can open up the type of holes that make it easier for a running back to run the ball, knowing that we're playing in a league where offensive, you know, running backs have been minimized to begin with anyway, due to all of the passing that's taking place. But you know Jerry Jones likes the way he blocks in passing. Yeah. So, and that's right. and that's a hey, and and that is a big that's a big deal to have a, a running back that is able to block in the passing game, especially in a pass first league.
3: Yeah, I mean especially when you're getting paid that amount of money, that's why Jerry gave him that contract.
0: So he could yeah, block. so he could block. Yeah,
3: that's yeah. Uh, that, that makes all the sense in the world uh, according to Jerry Jones. Here, you know what I wonder about Dallas? Has the window closed? Like, because, and I ask that because in 2016, they drafted their franchise running back and franchise quarterback, and they had the best O line in the league. And here we are, seven years later, and they got nothing to show for it. Everybody got paid, but they got nothing to show for it. And then you look around the division Philadelphia has improved, Washington has improved, the Giants are, are, are trying to figure it out but you've still got Green Bay, you've got Tampa Bay, and I'm not saying the NFC is the strongest in the world, but it just feels like Dallas' best chance to really do what Jerry Jones has so desperately wanted them to do, and that's get back to the big game, get back to a Super Bowl. It feels like that's gone, and, and maybe this is just who they are and they're going to tread water and be a topic of conversation because of the Cowboys, but they're not really actually a serious threat in the NFC.
0: Well, they improved their defense dramatically when they added Quinn and had the draft that they had. They they lose Gregory, but it, they they're still they still have pieces on defense where this can be a dominant defense. I'm I'm not sure that their defense is good enough that they can carry the entire load of the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that that's the biggest question for me because I do not trust the Dallas offense. I've been saying that all along. And and if you take a a fine-tooth comb, if you take a a microscope to it, a magnifying glass to it, you can see that there are tremendous holes in looking at – why this offense may not be as good as what people are projecting them to be now there's the possibility that they could be i just don't see it they had the ability you know i'll tell, I tell my guys this and before we practice you know there's certain people i just don't think highly of that's on our team and it's because of their actions it's because of the things that you've done but that doesn't mean that you don't have the opportunity to change what made me not think highly of you every single time we touch that football field or the weight room or the meeting room. You Just like you earned not having high thoughts of you, you can earn and change the thought process of how people view you. Or you could not care at all, right? And that's Dallas' offense. To me... We get so caught up into the statistical categories of how well Dak Prescott has done, but in reality he doesn't win big games. In reality the Dallas Cowboys don't win big games. And I don't see this team as an improvement and an upgrade in any way on the offensive side of the ball where you would feel any differently about them doing that. In fact, I think, as you mentioned, teams like Washington, teams like Philly have improved. I mean, they made some very, very, very strategically sound additions during the course of this offseason that would lend me to believe that they could actually get in front, jump in front of Dallas in terms of their competitive, uh, you know, approach to winning the NFC East. And, and I don't I stand on that. I think that, that Philly is going to be the, much, the most improved team. I think they're the team that's going to win the East. And I think that it may be a shocker to people that it may not be Dallas that even gets into the second space of, of being in the East. It may be Washington.
3: Now, if, uh, if Philly does win the East, as you have predicted here on the show for quite some time... Uh, are you going to be humble about it or are you going I'm, I'm to wear always, people out?
0: I'm always humble, but but there's a difference between being humble and being boldly um, boldly situated in, in the logic that you've used. I have no problem letting you know I applied logic to my conclusion. And when it plays out, if it played out exactly the way that I I, in my mind, the reason why I came to the conclusion that I did... Yeah, I have no problem letting you know.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think that's a more humble approach than I would take. Because if I had your resume and I made three Pro Bowls and I played my entire career in the NFC East, and then I correctly predicted who was going to win the NFC East, and it wasn't the favorite, and it wasn't the Dallas Cowboys with all the fanboys that cover the Cowboys, and, and especially in our media world and also around the country, I would wear people's ass out. I would let them know every chance I got. Just saying,
0: it's a, I mean, it's an option. I, It's not that big of a deal to me. That's why to me, when when I make my predictions and 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 I apply my logic, it's just it's 100 percent just that because it's really not that big of a deal to me. You know, (laughs) I'm just doing my job.
3: I'm going to. I'm going to. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LaVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, Coming up uh, shortly, we are going to talk about somebody, uh, not the most intelligent decision in the world made by this individual in the NFL. We will get to that here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, 20-plus years of excellence. Every time this man cracks a mic, you expect nothing but radio gold. I present to thee. Edmund Garcia. Present to thee. How about it, Eddie? Wow. Present to thee. What Um, do you think about that, huh? That's, uh... I, I've come to expect it from. Me, uh, I, mean, I guess
0: is the best way to say you it. You
3: know, like some people, you know, like maybe they'll throw it to you, and it's just kind of like, oh, and by the way, no, no, there's no by the way here. You were put on the pedestal no. that you deserve.
0: I mean, I do Thank agree you. with that, Eddie. Yeah, that is, that's I appreciate the the, the present to thee was a little bit over. I, the I also top.
3: agree with that as
0: well. Yeah, this, yeah. this
3: is a man who Not I've much. witnessed uh, go through hell and back by trying to snowball for the first time, oh, that was and, uh, and and nearly vomit in a trash can here. In I've the eaten a lot of bad things for in my life, but that was uh, that one was. they still make those by the way they do yeah they still do somebody likes them and uh well we won't comment on the person (laughs) who used to like them and is no longer with us Um, yeah chief yeah what's the name of your show again Uh, what's the name of your show again uh, i miss frank man of course of course old frank pollock uh, let us uh, start with news from the NFL where the league announced, as expected, uh, it will appeal the six-game suspension to Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson, seeking a tougher penalty for violating the league's personal conduct policy. It has not been announced yet. If it'll be Commissioner Roger Goodell that'll heal the appeal uh, and if he's going to one who's going to decide what the punishment will be or not, uh, the more severe the penalty to Watson will likely result in the Players Association suing the NFL in federal court. so this thing is going to go on for a while. Now back to LeVar Arrington and Jonas Knox in the Fox Sports Radio studio. Thank you, Eddie. Two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next it's another edition of In Case You Missed It. Uh, and in case you missed it, somebody in the NFL, not the brightest decision in the world. We will get to that for you right here on FSR.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth
0: can you, can you read us a bit time, sorry, please? What the hell is this? All right, here we go. Two oh, pros and a cup oh, of joe, oh, Fox oh, Sports oh, Radio. Oh. Did you just ask what this is? Yeah, I don't know. Who is this? Come on, man. Are you being honest? Yeah, not I don't know. Not long ago. And not slow. It sounds like the beat from
3: uh, This Is How We Do It, isn't it?
0: It kind of does. Yeah.
3: Is this but like a remix not.
0: or the original version? That's... That's Slick Rick
3: Is this Slick Rick? Sounds like Slick Rick stuff To be honest with you
0: That's (laughs) Slick Rick Yeah
3: See I know my stuff man I'm, I'm no, up no, on game, there, no, Uh All right, uh, it is Lavar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here. Uh, coming up, uh, top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, there's uh, a quarterback who's got a lot of pressure on him this season. Uh, he is trying to dispel the notion that there is uh, some sort of a coup against him. So we will get to that here uh, a little over 10 minutes from now on FSR. Right now, though, it is time for something we do every single morning at this time, and it's called this.
2: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you. In case you Missed it. And
3: for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee,
1: guys. In case in case you missed this, Marquise Hollywood Brown missed Cardinals practice yesterday, and that was because he spent the morning in jail after being arrested for driving over 126 miles per hour on the way to practice.
3: What are you doing, dude? What was he running late? Like or did he just have a nice car that goes fast and he's like you know what? Why not? Let's just go ahead and, uh, and, see, and test this thing out. What are you doing?
0: Like... Some people just don't be having the best of luck with with things, man. <laughs>
3: Is it That's that? That's all or...
0: I'll say. Some people just don't be having the best of luck. And, and listen, I will say this. When you realize that you're not having the best of luck, then you got to start altering your life decisions, man. Because honestly, like it doesn't get any better.
3: <laughs> I, I, yeah,
0: I just don't I, go I, over 100 miles an hour anymore. Like, don't ever do it again. I ain't going to judge him this time because we've all. I, I I gotta say we've all been guilty of going fast with some of the vehicles that you are able to afford once you start getting that good good long money. But just don't do it again. Don't do it again. Don't cost yourself.
3: Are you familiar with Roman philosopher Seneca? Mm. He has a quote. Quote, the quote is, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity.
0: Okay, I've yeah. heard that I've heard that saying. Yeah,
3: and, yeah. Uh, and apparently uh, Hollywood Brown's uh, lacking in one of the two
0: categories. Yeah, he's lacking somewhere. <laughs> somewhere he's, he's lacking somewhere. Yeah, somewhere he's lacking. I would Just, have to agree with what
3: you. What are you on. doing, dude? Like 120-something miles an hour?
0: It's really not that hard to get to 127 <laughs> miles per hour I know. in some of these cars.
3: I, I, I get, well, for, for me it is, because uh, my car is uh, going on 20 years old so yeah i'm not uh you know yeah, I, I you would I feel every
0: bit of uh 60 miles per hour i would disappear bad, boy, you'd be pushing
3: i would it. disappear you ever seen yeah. powder where the where the uh the pale kid uh disappears into the sky yeah. that's yeah, what happened I if i got to a certain speed i would completely vanish you'd never hear from me again
1: okay
3: what else we got lee
1: Guys, from uh, Hollywood Brown to Hollywood, California, Conor McGregor has landed his first role in a Hollywood film. He's going to be playing in the new uh, remake of the 80s classic Roadhouse, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. All right.
3: I got a problem with this. Here's why. Remember the original Point Break? Fun movie. And then they did a new Point Break? It stinks. Right. and they don't even let you know. It's like Karate Kid when it was the original Karate Kid, and then Will Smith's Kid ended up being the Karate Kid, and like the sec- they don't even tell you when you go through the guide on the television that it's the new version. You just click on, it and all of a sudden you go, "Oh, it's that guy. I don't want to watch this. I want the vintage, uh, you know, uh, 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 Point Break or Karate you gonna, Kid."
0: You gonna hit the button, What well, No, you I'm just saying. I hit the button on what? You gonna hit the button? Ray- on, on what? Thank you. Thank you. Patrick Swayze's white. Here's the problem. Not don't put that on point break. Go to the Racist. Other one. Oh, what, thank karate you, kid? Thank
3: you. Okay, I'm sorry. Ralph Macchio was better than Will Smith's kid. And Will Smith can walk <laughs> in the studio right now slap and, you. and he can assault me. And he could say, uh, don't ever do it again. And I'm gonna say, I'm going to. I'm
0: going to. But but
3: <laughs> if you're gonna do a remake of Roadhouse, at least acknowledge that it's a remake and don't just call it Roadhouse because you confuse everybody. I don't want to watch Another version of this. I like the old version of Patrick Swayze and Sam Elliott, and you know Sam Elliott's laying down on a bar top, and Swayze goes, "Hey man, are you just hung over," and then he turns him over, and he's got a battle axe in his sternum. And like Will a, Smith's Whoa. kids movie can be the Karate Kid, right? It's in China, so it's a, it's a Kung Fu Kid, right? Can <laughs> I mean, you hit the butt yeah. on yourself? What is yeah, you that? Hit the <laughs> what yeah, It's not that? The karate; it's button.
2: kung fu. In China.
3: <laughs> what is that? By the way, I had no idea there was a difference. Racist. Really?
1: Yeah,
3: it's called kung fu. Huh. Taekwondo, in Korean.
1: Huh.
3: I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. Virgil's Bur- a martial art expert. Racist. I had no idea.
0: Uh, his, his daddy took a uh, kung fu kid to, to the extreme. <laughs> I would say. I'm, I'm a Mexican just... judo. Uh. <laughs> you judo. Judo Nova have a knife. Judo I have a knife. You you know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Hit the button. Hit Racist. the button. I said it.
1: <laughs> what else we got, Lee? <laughs> Guys, in a recent podcast, Aaron Rodgers opened up about his use of psychedelics, uh, giving credit to his back-to-back MVP season, saying it uh, was in part due to his mental mindset being changed because of uh, ayahuasca.
0: I mean... So he was using mushrooms? Something like that. Uh, or did he, plant, lick, a did he like,
3: lick a toad? Isn't that the thing where you lick a toad and uh, like you get uh, high off the toad juice or whatever it is? I think that's a thing. There's like a, a toad that you can lick that uh, does the same thing. Uh, apparently, it like takes you to another dimension for a short time, and then you come back and and everything's normal. There's no hangover or anything.
0: But uh, that would explain why he walked in the training camp that way. See, yeah, <laughs> his his that that guy that philosopher that you said, it aligns for Aaron Rodgers. Hollywood Brown, it isn't aligning for you. You could have Hollywood Brown going 127. He's getting arrested. You could have Aaron Rodgers saying, I'm using psychedelics and it makes me an MVP. Just just, just think about it. I mean, you know, just put, just put it all together. You know, some people got it all, some people got none. You know, it just is what it is. Have you
3: ever talked to somebody that has done psychedelic drugs or like really uh, navigated the, those waters before? I remember talking to a guy. I've heard about it. <laughs> I remember talking to a a guy who was in a a cover band and uh, he was a frequent visitor to my my brother's bar. And I remember uh, him saying that he did psychedelic drugs before he went on stage. And he said at one point he almost freaked out because he swore to God that a lizard was crawling up the side of his guitar shaft. Like, he almost lost <laughs> his mind on stage. <laughs> I said, really? He goes, yeah. He's, I was terrified. I wanted to run. I didn't know what was happening. Like he couldn't control it. I just, I mean, some people are into it, man. I, I just yeah. wonder. Is Which this... shaft he said? Uh, yeah. Ah. Class act. Unbelievable. Um is there a uh, do they Oh no. If he did this during the season would he Would he piss hot, meaning would he
0: – would that – Would that... It's a great – I mean, would he pop for, yeah. for a drug? For I don't you know. An, don't an know.
3: illegal PED, like an illegal substance, I or don't is that allowed?
0: I, mean, I would assume him speaking so clearly about it that he knows what he's doing. Fox Sports
2: Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.